Episode number 272, Volunteer Strategies That Work, with Kenny Campbell, part one. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Hey guys, thanks for being here this week. I am really excited about this week's episode of the podcast as I welcome Kenny Campbell from Stuff You Can Use and Grow Curriculum. Kenny is a powerhouse in the student ministry space, and they have pioneered some very practical strategies when it comes to volunteer teams, and Kenny is going to open up his playbook with us today, and I'm pumped. It's some really, really good information when it comes to leading and growing your volunteer teams. First, I love hearing from you guys and sharing testimonies of what God is doing in the churches that you serve in, so let's hit the mailbag. Here we go. This week, I want to share a testimony from Emil Vick from KEC Church in East Birmingham, United Kingdom. Emil writes, A young lady found us online, came all the way from downtown to church one Sunday, which here people don't travel that far to go to church. She gave her life to Jesus, went back to work on Monday, and told everyone about it. Hashtag God is at work. Great testimony, Emil Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Thank you for listening to the show Across the Pond in the United Kingdom. Uh, It is awesome to see God at work all over the world. Uh, If you would like to send in a testimony to share what God is doing at your church, or if you have a question about how to make Sunday happen, about how to make your worship experiences happen at your church, you're welcome to email me directly, carl at 1230.media, or you can find me on social media at Carl Barnhill. We would love to hear from you, and I would love to share what God is doing uh, at your church here on the podcast. We have a fantastic conversation with Kenny Campbell on deck. It's coming at you right after this. Check this out. We all have work to do in the world, and the way we do that work matters. It changes things. Whether you're leading thousands or reaching just one, your work possesses a potential to make a difference for good in the world. But your work can also be harmful. The way you approach your work as a leader can cause disappointment, burnout, unhealthy relationships, and ultimately ineffective organizations. We can get so busy in our work that we forget to intentionally work on our work, on our leadership our systems, and our culture. That's where Reorient Consulting can help. Every day, Reorient is helping leaders and pastors approach their work and their organizations with fresh eyes and decades of experienced practical wisdom. With a coaching model that is both holistic and strategic, we're helping our clients unlock latent potential while creating a healthy and thriving organization that validates our message and makes a difference Good. 
Hey guys, today I welcome my friend Kenny Campbell. Kenny is the former is a former middle school pastor and now serves as the founder of Stuff You Can Use. Uh, Stuff You Can Use is an awesome ministry. It's a resource site for youth pastors and workers. We've had the uh, opportunity and privilege to work alongside them with with a few projects. Uh, Kenny, man, the the ministry is awesome. You guys are great at what you do. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks so much, Carl, for having me on. And I got to say, co-founder with my wife, Elle, uh, she is just as go. big of a part as I am for sure, if not go. more. So uh, yeah, but that's like the beauty of it. Love working with my wife and we have like offsetting skill sets. So she's amazing yeah. at some things. I'm good at some others and it's just worked out amazing. And so yeah. we enjoy getting to serve the youth ministry and church leaders of the world. Good catch, man. You can sleep in the bed tonight. Not on the <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we kind of jump in, uh, give me a little bit of your background. You got a background in student ministry. Uh, so give me that and then kind of how stuff you can use got started. Yeah, sure. So grew up in Buffalo, New York and, uh, you know, was in youth group as a middle schooler and a high schooler. And really it was in middle school when I just fell in love with this idea of becoming a youth pastor someday. I saw what my youth pastor was doing and he was super funny and coming to our school and giving us cheeseburgers and, you know, playing laser tag with us and stuff. I'm like, that is the job for me. I got to do that someday. And so that's when it kind of got into me. And so then I started really, uh, you know, looking for more speaking opportunities and went to Liberty University and tried to, you know, get some biblical education and things like that. And so ended up going that path, uh, decided to try to get into youth ministry. So what I did was I looked at the church with like the most thriving youth ministry in the Buffalo area, went to that youth pastor and said, Hey, I just want to learn from you. Let me like intern for free. Let me do whatever it takes. I just want to get like some behind the scenes information. So he was like, let me see what I could do. Uh, what he ended up allowing me to do was to intern for free. So I was working Olive Garden at night every like day, Monday through Friday and the weekends too, I guess I was at the church and uh, ended up, you know, doing everything on my to-do list and everything on his assistant's to-do list. And so ended up giving me a door into the ministry. So got my first actually paying gig at the church and that would have been in like 2005. So we're talking 15 years ago. And uh, yeah, that quickly turned into like creative director for student ministry and then middle school pastor. And then L joined me on the way. And so that's how we kind of got our start in ministry. And then while we were doing that, we were like self-taught all the Adobe suite stuff, right? So Mm -hmm. like Photoshop and InDesign and learning how to build websites. And so we thought, hey, we're creating all of this stuff for our youth ministry. We should just put it up on a website and give it away to other churches. And so all of these sermon series we were doing or volunteer training events that we were doing or parent stuff or games or whatever, we just started throwing them up on this website that we bought called stuffyoucanuse.org. And uh, over the years, it started gaining traction. And now, luckily, we get to do it full time. And it's a career that we love and we get to serve the church. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of how it all got started. And what, uh, what year did you guys go fully full time into it? Yeah, just about three years ago. So it was always kind of this little side project and we were in Buffalo uh, at our church. Luckily, our church allowed us to kind of use the stuff we were creating for our ministry and give it away on stuff you can use. So it was like uh, content generation right there. Mm -hmm. And then they allowed us to create stuff on our own time and, you know, test the market and see if there's any opportunity to like sell resources. And that kind of 
bought some traction for us. Then uh, we ended up moving down to Atlanta in 2014, so like six years ago. And we worked for an organization, helped them launch some curriculum. And then three years ago, we were like, you know what? We could do this ourselves. And who wants a boss for the rest of your life? So let's just try that. So we both quit our jobs on the same day, jumped into stuff you can use full time. And uh, we didn't know if it was going to work or if we were going to be able to generate enough revenue to sustain an income for us and our family. And uh, the good news is it turned out. And now we actually have a staff of 20 people. So from just three years ago, us quitting our jobs to today, it's grown into like this legit business with 20 people on staff. And uh, it's been a dream come true, really. That's awesome. And tell me about Grow Curriculum. Yeah. So when we did quit our jobs and jumped into stuff you can use full time, we were thinking, all right, if we were a youth pastor starting brand new, uh, what would we need to kind of start our youth ministry? So we got, you know, we, we love creative boards. You can see behind me, I got this board with cards on it. I'm looking at all these big boards in front of me too. And so we started planning out on this board, like, all right, what are the different areas of ministry we would need? resources and a strategy for. And so we identified six different areas, which are teaching, discipleship, volunteers, parents, events, and programming. And so under each of those six buckets, we started developing what a full year of ministry of youth ministry looks like. Uh, And so we did everything like a full 12 months of teaching series, a full 12 months of discipleship activities, parent resources, volunteer training, events, and games, and all that stuff. So By the end of that, we had this big board full of youth ministry for a full year. And we were like, all right, this is the idea. And that turned into what Grow Curriculum and Strategy is. And we basically contracted hundreds of church leaders. We're talking people in small churches, big churches, and conservative, and more liberal, and city, and rural, like different countries. And we got all of these people together to help contribute and create the first volume of Grow. And uh, then we were off and running. So now we have a kids ministry version of Grow that does preschool and elementary and a youth ministry version of Grow for middle school and high school. That's awesome, man. You guys do uh, amazing work over there. Um, I wanted to, to have you on to really talk about volunteer, especially that volunteer uh, column that you uh, talked about. So tell me a little bit about your ministry uh, experience with volunteers, especially at the church. Uh, in Buffalo, and then then how you're working with volunteers and 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 a volunteer strategy for churches now? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, like the whole foundation for the Grow strategy, our, our volunteer strategy and Grow, uh, we built as real live youth pastors in Buffalo, trying it out in our own church. So it's not like some thing we just dreamed up and said, yeah. "Hey, maybe this will work." It was something that was tested and tried over our ten year. Uh, stint at that church uh, serving in that youth ministry. So basically what happened when I was a youth pastor young in my early days as a youth pastor, uh, I thought I could do it all. So I was up there leading the games. I was up there even leading worship. I was uh, doing the message and I was trying to oversee all of our small groups and volunteers and stuff. And, you know, I prioritized the production side of things more than I was prioritizing the relationship and like the volunteer training. And I was in my young 20s. I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to create an environment that students love to come to. And that was like my number one priority. And volunteers were like, hey, I'm glad they're there. 
but I really wasn't pouring and investing into them like they really needed to be. So we found ourselves on one Sunday morning, we had 80 middle school boys, eight zero, 80 middle school boys and only two adult leaders. And that's when I was like, oh, this is not good. Like there could be a Lord of the Flies situation. We might have a mutiny on our hands. If these 80 middle school boys just realized how much power they have right now, they could overthrow this youth ministry and storm like the adult worship center. So after that day, I was like, all right, we need to get serious. And Luckily, that was the same time that Elle was coming on our team in the middle school ministry. So she basically came onto our team and immediately we were like, all right, the biggest need we have is to oversee all of our small group leaders and volunteers. And we need to develop a strategy for that. We need to develop a system to pour into them, to invest in them, to celebrate them uh, and to give them the support they need. So over the course of the next couple of years, I mean, really that first year, we kind of mapped it out. But over the course of the next couple of years, we really saw our volunteer uh, culture change. And we went from, you know, only having two volunteers for 80 middle school boys to having a waiting list of volunteers like less than two years later. And a lot of that was because of the changes we made and the actual intention we had behind what we were doing of training, equipping, celebrating, and just creating an environment where volunteers love to serve rather than just focusing on creating an environment where students wanted to be. So we get a lot of uh, questions about volunteers. That's probably one of the number one questions that, that we get, especially with our, our training arm, um, is how do we get volunteers? How do we keep volunteers? All that, all that stuff. So to hear from you that you had a volunteer waiting list, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people listening right now are <laughs> yeah. like, uh, excuse me, what? Um, it, is, it is crazy. So, uh, and, and I have uh, some experience in that area uh, as well. And so I'm, I'm really uh, passionate about uh, volunteers. So I want to tackle uh, several things uh, in our time together. So here's the main three things, and, and this will probably hit on um, uh, questions that people are asking. Okay, so how do I recruit uh, or invite more volunteers to my team? How do I train the volunteers that I already have? And how do I get them to stick around uh, for more than just a couple of months? Um, so kind of give us an, an overview here. Um, why is recruiting, training, retaining volunteers, why is it so hard to do? Why do churches struggle with this so much? Yeah, well, you know, it is hard. I think a lot of times churches struggle because, you know, it's almost a marketing issue sometimes, right? Where like the way you talk about it attracts a certain kind of person. Yeah. Uh, so that's like one issue. So like if you're making an announcement in front of the church and you're saying, hey, we really need volunteers, like this is the biggest need in the church and it's really important or whatever, like you're going to look Jesus, you would serve. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, you know, that's not necessarily putting it in the best light. It almost makes it look like, Hey, nobody wants to do this, but exactly. we really just need you to do this. Right. right. But if you talk about it, and this is what we tell youth pastors uh, yeah. to do is like, Hey, when you're making announcements or you're putting together a promotional video to try to attract volunteers, talk about all the amazing things that are happening in your youth ministry. Talk about yeah. the students that are coming to Christ. Talk about the kids that are being baptized. Talk about the service projects that uh, small group leaders are doing with their students and make it seem like, hey, this is going to be a life-changing opportunity for you as well, not only for these kids. Like You're going to come in and serve alongside of us and really make an impact in these kids' lives that will change 
the direction of their life forever, but it's going to be life-changing for you. And you're going to get to be a part of what God's doing, bringing people to him and serving out in the community. And it's just an incredible thing. So the way you talk about it, I feel like is definitely really important, but then beyond how you talk about it, uh, kind of like what I mentioned a few minutes ago is when I said, you know, at first I was focused primarily as a youth pastor, I was focused on creating an environment where kids love to come. And we were good at that from day one. Like that's just something that I'm wired to do. I know how to make environments where kids have fun. Um, but where I needed help was creating an environment where people love to serve. So if you can do that and talk about it in a really positive way. And so, you know, there's, I think we identify seven different things that we do that create an environment where uh, our leaders really feel supported and really enjoy serving. And like, once I kind of got that idea drilled into my head, now my goal was, cause I'm like a competitive guy anyway, a little bit. I was like, man, I want, the youth ministry to be viewed as the best place to serve in the whole church. I want people in other ministries wishing they were serving in the youth ministry because our volunteers are having so much fun. They're so fulfilled because of the ministry they get to do. And there's just a buzz around the church about what God's doing in our ministry. So uh, yeah, when you're talking about recruiting, I think if you can create an environment where people love to be and love to serve uh, and talk about it in a really positive way, that's going to help go a long way in your recruitment process. So the same thing happened to me when I was at New Spring Church uh, in the production area. So the production area is normally like, uh, you know, the nerds, you know, and you got like two or three people serving in production. That's it. Uh, and I would listen to the people. We had these opportunities tours where people would bring you know, a group of potential volunteers by. And I would listen to the, the tour guide uh, tell them, you know, if you're a behind the scenes nerd that likes to be here for seven hours and be here and likes to wire stuff, and this is the group for you. No, no, no. So I, I, I changed that around. And uh, what I would do is when a group would come by, I would exactly like you said, hey, who in this group has experienced life change by being in one of our worship experiences? Who 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 uh, accepted Christ or is growing in their walk with Christ? Uh, who's ha who's had an exceptional you know experience with our worship experience? Hands raised. That's what we do here. We God uses our hands to make life change happen. Do you want to join us? Like it's like <laughs> total one eighty of you know. Hey, do you like to be under a desk and wiring stuff and be here for seven hours. So I agree with you, man. The way you talk about uh, the ministry is, is very, very important. Um, and I saw the same thing happen as far as we grew significantly. Um, and the production area um, at the campus that I served leaps and bounds over as far as numbers, any other area in the church and, uh, and other ministries actually got jealous. Hey, why are you getting so many volunteers? We we just created the the culture, creating the environment. So man, it right. is it's super. Um, those two things are very very important. How you yeah. talk about it and the culture that you're creating. And um, part of that too is now your volunteers are going to invite their friends to serve alongside. Where you know if they're somewhere where they don't want to be, they're not going to invite their friends to come along. But if they yeah. love it. That's like the best recruitment you can have is when your own volunteers are doing the recruiting for you. Yes. And that's where we saw some of that growth is like, 
hey, I'm a small group leader and we want to encourage you to like find a partner so that there's like two adults for the small group. And it was easy because they were like, oh, I, I, I know somebody that I would love to have serve with me. Right. So it was like right. almost easy to double our, our volunteer leadership group yeah. just by that principle. And I think you're right as far as talking about it. Let's say if it's an on-stage push, you're talking about um, volunteer opportunities. I like that word opportunities better than need or better than some type of guilt trip language. Right. Um, you know, no one's serving in kids ministry. We really need you to serve those those kids. If you love Jesus, it's kind of this, this guilt trip tone. Um, so tell me how you pivot that in your language, maybe on stage or with a church-wide push. Yeah. Well, and you know, that affects the kind of person you're attracting to. So if you want a high capacity leader that's up for a challenge, uh, they're not going to really respond that well to, you know, no one's here, you know, we're, we just need, you know, warm bodies to chaperone kids or something like that. Like that's not the challenge that they want. So the way that we would talk about it is, you know, I was mentioning before, like when we're up on stage talking about the amazing things that God is doing and we need high capacity leaders to come in here to help lead these kids on a spiritual journey. And you're going to see God do amazing things. Yeah, and yeah. part of that ask as well is, we weren't looking for just like short-term commitments. Um, at that church, we were asking them to commit for a full year. Like, hey, if you sign up, you're walking through this entire group and if you uh, for, for the full year. And if you decide to continue, we're not going to stick you with another random group. You're going to stay with that same group and move up to the next grade. So if it was like, hey, you start with sixth grade girls, then the next year you move up to seventh grade girls and the next year to eighth grade. So you kind of build this relationship that is like a lifelong relationship, hopefully. Uh, and then when I moved down to Atlanta, I got plugged into North Point and the way that they do their student ministry recruitment is they ask you to stick around for three years if you're doing middle school. Uh, so if you sign up, they only plug you in at sixth grade and they expect you to serve all the way through eighth grade graduation. And if you serve in high school, they plug you in at ninth grade and expect the same thing all the way through 12th grade. So the ask is big. We are not looking for people that just want to, you know, come once in a while and don't have a big uh, level of commitment. We're looking for high capacity leaders that are ready to commit to really see some life change in students and see God work in them as well. So we should mention here too that, I mean, you, you definitely have a student ministry background. I have a, more of a production background. But these volunteer strategies are going to work in every area. So if you're in first impressions, if you're in worship, um, if you are, uh, you know, uh, guest services, that's kind of with first impressions. If you're with those teams, uh, kids ministry, student ministry, tell me how these strategies um, can be used in really any ministry that you serve. Yep, absolutely. And you know, what you're describing are all parts of student ministry as well. So like our student ministry has a first impressions team, like a greeter team that we would call them. Our student ministry has a cafe team where they're serving students, you know, drinks and food or whatever. We have a worship team. We have a security team. So, I mean, all of these things that we're talking about, every ministry probably has some kind of form of them. But, uh, you know, so what we've kind of developed, so those seven things that I mentioned are kind of like the foundation of Grow Curriculum. And really, if you want to see more documentation and get more in the weeds, just go to growcurriculum.org. You can get more information there. But uh, those seven things that we did every single year with our leaders, 
uh, came down to this. So if you're taking notes out there, I mean, you might want to write these down. These are seven important things. So we did events for our leaders uh, every single year. We did meetings on a regular basis. We did something called discussion groups. And I can break down a little bit of what each of these are. Mm -hmm. Uh, We gave them tools. We had what we called our volunteer conversations. We did weekly volunteer communication, which was more like digital, like email and social media communication. Uh, And then we did volunteer celebrations every month. So those were seven things that we built into our calendar. And it doesn't matter whether you're leading the worship team, you're leading the first impressions team, you have a group of small group leaders that are uh, leading kids ministry or whatever it is, like those seven things you can implement for any leadership team. uh, And they're just gonna help you really develop an incredible culture. Hey guys, I wanna tell you about a book that I've put together called The Ultimate Production Team Handbook. This handbook is the definitive companion resource for the volunteer media team at your church. It comes packed with documents and training materials that will give you a massive jumpstart in creating your own manual for your media production team. It includes organizational charts, volunteer job descriptions, training guides, checklists, team lists, scheduling templates, and more. You can take the material and easily adapt it to your team. We even give you permission to edit and produce as many copies of the documents that you may need at your church. I've given you everything that you need to build your own volunteer handbook for your team. And I want you to pick up a copy today at 1230.media forward slash books. That's 1230.media forward slash books. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week on the show. Next week on the podcast, we will continue our conversation with Kenny Campbell from Stuff You Can Use on some great volunteer strategies that you can try with your volunteer teams. That's next week. Also coming up in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be talking with Josh Brown from his productions all about turning your worship experience into a podcast. So be here for that. Well, thank you guys for hanging out. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences at your church this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.